This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness. roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown Raiders. Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. Kicking off hour number two of the show today, Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Pleased to have on the phone lines our good friend from The Athletic, Vic Tafer, on Twitter, at Vic Tafer. And Vic, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. I was checking out your, your piece on The Athletic, Denzel Perryman, honored to make the Raiders history as he works to get back on the field. And uh, the linebacker makes the, the Pro Bowl. Uh, it's the first time in his career, his seven-year career, that he makes the Pro Bowl. He, he, his uh, little press conference that he had yesterday was, uh, you could you could tell that he was excited by that. But as I was reading your piece and realized that the Raiders didn't have a linebacker, a true linebacker, in the Pro Bowl since 1988, that blew my mind. When you did that research, what were, what were going through your mind? I was kind of laughing. I knew it was a long list. I had no idea it was that long. Some of the names, like I've forgotten a lot of the guys who I probably watched play the last 10 years, but... Just going back to 88, that's what, 33 years without a Pro Bowl uh, linebacker. It's a lot of bad draft picks, a lot of bad free agent signings. Some of them guys were fine, they were decent, but nobody really made an impact like Denzel has this year. Right, and that's the thing. We were talking about it earlier in the show. Denzel was a guy that, you know, they, they traded for him because – they were they were they didn't have that many guys there at the linebacker position after injury, and, and I thought he was just going to be. Uh, um, I didn't think he was going to be the big time impact player. I thought he was going to be a nice addition. I thought KJ Wright was going to be the guy to put him over the top. But Denzel has really, I think, exceeded most people's expectations. Yeah, especially the way that you know Carolina got rid of him. Carolina signed him to his big contract and didn't even make it through through camp. They wanted to get rid of him. It just didn't, didn't work out there. So you kind of figured. There's something going on. Maybe you know, he's in bad shape, or something was an issue. Why they want to get rid of him so badly? And like you said, the Raiders just needed the bodies at that point. They wanted guys who could fill in and play. But you see, like he was a high draft pick guy out of Miami, who's always had you know that hitting ability and definitely had the ability to chase guys around the field. And he's definitely kind of his his stride this year with Gus Bradley, his old friend, and just kind of they, they hit it off and got back to where they were in, in L.A. and San Diego, and just kind of. Um, been a great, uh, great year for him. Yeah, it really has. Sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. <laughs> and I think that the Raiders just kind of got a little lucky in that situation. But I've always felt that the linebacking position, not that the Raiders haven't tried to address it, it just hasn't been addressed with the right guys like you kind of mentioned earlier. I mean, Thomas Howard and, and Kirk Morrison are the ones I remember that were really good, but they weren't elite, but they were really good. Those are really the last ones that I remember that helped the Raiders in a major way. Yeah, if you go back, I guess Greg Beaker was a guy that Raider fans love. Greg Beaker, he was one of those guys who made plays, but mm-hmm. definitely not like impact guys. They tried. Like Ronald McClain was a top, you know, top five draft pick. That was a huge bust. But they've tried to address it at certain points over the years, and it's never worked out. But yeah, Denzel's the good thing is a good contract too. He has another year left next year, so he's not only a guy who have impact this year, but also a guy you can count on. Uh, for next season. What do you think is the the health right now of the linebacking room? Like, do you think that with some of the young guys, like a Divine Diablo, who I want to ask you about, but do you think that, that they can kind of, they, they're, they're good, they're set at that spot, or do you think they need to address it in the offseason as well? Uh, that's a good question. I think, you know, Perriman, I mean, uh, this weekend was a big game. He's going to try and play this weekend. But I think looking forward past, you know, long term, I think both he and Diablo are nice pieces to have. I think Littleton's a guy who probably – it's going to be expensive salary cap wise to get rid of them, but you probably got to move on from that guy. Same with Kuyakowski. Those guys kind of had their shot and 
didn't take advantage of it. So I think with um, and Nichols Mall is another guy's question mark. He missed all this year. He'll be a free agent. I'm not sure what we want to do with him, but um, I think Paramount and Diablo is a nice, a nice basis kind of going forward. What do you think about the undrafted free agent out of uh, UNLV? Of course, everyone here locally gets excited about Javen White. Uh, he looked like he was pretty good in the preseason until he got banged up against uh, against the Rams. What, what are your thoughts on him? Yeah, I think he definitely shows flashes. I think the problem with him so far has been he's not a guy they can count on. Special teams is a common issue for uh, for a back linebacker. Got to be able to make plays and make a contribution on special teams. So I think that's been his problem so far. But uh, definitely shows well. I always like to when I watch him in, in camp and. I practice, and it looks like it looks the part. So I'm sure he's also still a guy to have uh, have plans for. Right, no doubt. We're talking with Vic Tafer here from the Athletic on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio nine twenty, and uh, Jonathan Abram. Uh, you reported yesterday that he's out for the season, and he had his best game probably as a pro on Monday before he got injured. Uh, can you see him not only just playing that position that he's played all season, where he's down in that box, but maybe even kind of transitioning into just a full time linebacker? Yeah, I think if you play him a nickel linebacker, it's probably taking advantage of his strengths more than it is uh, at safety. I know he's gotten better this year as far as the pass coverage stuff and hasn't made as many huge mistakes he made last year. But, you know, I think that's all you want to see is strides. Guys getting better. So he's worked hard. I think Gus Bradley today mentioned he's very happy with his progress this year, especially this past week. So there's definitely a piece going forward. You hope takes another step uh, next year. Also, but with him, though, another big factor is just health-wise. He can't right. stay on the field, so that's another big issue. Also. Right, exactly. And, and how much do you think that that's going to impact the Raiders' decision this offseason? $7.9 million is that fifth-year option. That's a lot of money for a guy who's not always healthy. Yeah, they got some tough decisions, but both him and Josh Jacobs. Josh is, what, $10.1 million yep. for the fifth-year option. So I think I'll all depend on is Mayock still the guy. They bring in a new GM, new coach. And whoever they bring in, obviously they'll have their own opinions of these guys. That'll be what really matters more than what we think right now. Right, no, no doubt about it. Again, we're talking with Vic Tafer here on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. So as far as this game goes on Sunday, no Jonathan Abram. He's a guy that would have been used in a major way to try to slow down the Denver run game. Who do you think slides in there and takes that role? And then especially finding out Roderick Teamer is now on the COVID-19 list. Yeah, I thought Teamer would be that guy. So now I'm guessing it's going to be down 11, I guess. I mean, I don't know if Gillespie's really ready to play a lot. I mean, I'm not sure how much experience he's gotten in practice and going through the route. I mean, I'm sure mental reps he's fine, but... I don't know if actually hands-on and being back there. So I, I imagine uh, Dallin Levitt will be the guy back there. Man, that's that's going to be that's going to be interesting because I've said it many times, Vic, that Levitt is a really good special teamer, not probably the guy that you want on the field defensively consistently. You know what I mean? Like he's good for some reps here and there, but you don't want him on there a lot. And then Brandon Faison, you know, he's on the COVID-19 list as well. Uh, who knows if Nate Hobbs is going to come back. So do you think that possibly you'll see more of Meek Robertson and Keyshawn Nixon, or, or do you think that there may be a chance that Hobbs comes back? Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, obviously, with the COVID stuff, you never know, but uh, he's trying to get back. But I was going to say, I think Desmond Trufant might, might get most of those reps Ooh, in his yeah. place. That's a guy. They always kind of side with the veteran guys. Gus likes the veteran energy and guys who know how the scheme works forward and backwards. So I think Desmond Trufant, who hasn't looked that great in the few plays he's played this year, but again, a veteran guy you can count on, hopefully, to be in the right place. We'll see. It's going to be interesting to see how this uh, shakes out on Sunday. I mean, the Raiders have three games left, Vic. It wasn't pretty on Monday, but they got the W. It's all that really matters. They, they're still in the mix. Uh, what do you think the conversation is like in the locker room with the team, with the fellas, just, hey, trying to trying to close this thing out right? Yeah, I think foremost, it's kind of you know, taking care of business. you got a home game coming up against a team who you really beat once this year who now have lost their starting quarterback. So that's pretty much all you can ask for as far. I know everybody got the COVID issues and stuff, but Pretty much got to just, you know, focus on that. Like, this is our chance to make a stand and kind of, you know, keep our season going. I think that's definitely, it's out there for him. 
K.J. Wright, he had a lot of snaps on Monday, played just about the whole game, and this is probably the most he's played throughout the course of the season. Uh, is this another game that you think K.J. is going to be heavily involved with, again, trying to stop the run? Yeah, I think these guys have found out they've got to really make the effort to stop the run first. That's going to be key for the Raiders going forward. I think Broncos have these two running backs who are both pretty good. So I think K.J. Wright, I thought he played pretty well last week. I think mm-hmm. he's come on this year and shown some things. So. I think he'll be a guy that count on this this week also. Just got a couple more questions for you, Vic. Uh, as far as playing at home, that's something that the Raiders haven't done very well is play at home and win. Uh, well, how, how, how do you think that they need to start, or how do you think that they start establishing home winning games? It's a great question. I don't know if there really is an answer. I know people might mention like the crowds not been you know, totally pro Raiders. You kind of been allowed visiting factor, but that can't be it. I just think, it's probably just about you know getting that focus going and getting getting a good start. Getting getting like bad starts at home this year, so I think you know after a good start, kind of establish your own you know identity and your momentum going, and hopefully that works. But um, yeah, definitely is a weird thing how they haven't been able to win not just last year but also this year right. at, at Allegiant. Right, they can win on the road though. They're winning, they're winning on the road. They're getting it done. Talking to Vic Tafer from the Athletic here on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio nine twenty. My man Demond had a couple questions for you. Yeah, Vic. Every time I see Adam Hill now, I say to him, "Hey, Vic, how you doing?" Ah! Because like, have you talked to Adam Hill about him being your uh, new body double for when you can't make it to the uh, press conferences? Yeah, who was it? The one of the coaches called him. Was it Rich? Called him. It was Rich. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he said it twice. I said, "Man, that's a compliment." I'm not, and Rich apologized. I'm not sure why he apologized. That's a compliment, man. Should be like, "Thank you very much. I appreciate that." <laughs> <laughs> All right, I had to take that because we had Adam on the show last week, and I just every time I see him now, I was like, "Hey, Vic." Uh, but nice. and I also had to ask you because I saw you wrote a piece about it after Terrence Crawford's last fight over Porter, his father throwing in the town. But what do you think is next for Terrence Crawford? Well, that's a good question. I think he's going to get a new promoter, I think that's really the first thing. And I'm not sure what who's going to fight next, but I think he clearly sees like he's not being marketed correctly and hasn't gotten the big fights he wanted. So uh, we'll see what he can do. But I think he's definitely looking forward to new new opportunities. There you go. Yeah, I love uh, anybody who <laughs> anybody who does a little bit of writing about fighting. I always got to sneak that. You're in all over it, huh? Yeah. You're all over it. He can't help himself. <laughs> he can't help nah, himself. Definitely. Yeah, I love it. Man. I love. I wish I could do more boxing. I love. I love boxing. There's nothing wrong with that Vic at said all. That a big ma- I've seen that. I, said, I remember the tweet. It was after the um the Fury fight, and he said a big match in boxing is better than like the Super Bowl. Whoa. Hold up there. I believe I, I believe that. I think it's uh, the energy in terms of just the crowd and the anxiety, you know, the anxiety and the, you know, the anticipation and just kind of the uh, about the crowd. I think it's a unique thing to any any sport. Wow, there you go, Vic. Vic's bringing the hammers, man. He's he's throwing the hammers at you, Demond. I like that. I like good stuff, Vic. Before I let you go, what do you think will be? Uh, you know, Darren Waller. If he doesn't play, it's he's trending towards he's not playing. Uh, I'm not expecting him to play. If he doesn't play, who do you think offensively needs to step up in this game? I guess Brian Edwards, man. He seems like he's had some you know, catches here and there, but I think he's missed a bunch of chances also over the past few weeks. Plays where he should have made drops or kind of went off his hands. I think he has to kind of establish himself. I know he's made progress this year, but it's time for that next step to become a real difference maker and a playmaker if you want to really have a, a future as number one or number two guy on this team. I agree. I agree 100%. Vic, uh, what do you got coming out on The Athletic that uh, Raider fans need to be on the lookout for? Good question. What I got coming out? Uh, <laughs> something a bit bigger on, uh, on Denzel Perryman. Maybe next week a big, big time feature on Denzel about you know, his whole story of coming back from uh, Miami and coming up through the through the you know the hard seven years in the league and you know, now he's finally made it to the Pro Bowl. So I'm gonna do more on Denzel I think next week. What What do you think about that? What do you think about the Pro Bowl selections for the Raiders? AJ Cole, Max Crosby, and of course Denzel Perryman. Yeah, I thought they were good. I thought I thought Casey Hayward had, had, had an argument. I thought and Gakwe definitely probably had a case. But yeah, it's tough when you're. 
you're seven and seven or you're six and seven, right. you know, it's hard to really demand more than three guys. But I think both those guys, Ngakwe and Hayward, well, uh, play very well this year. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. Vic, great stuff. The article on The Athletic uh, about Denzel Perryman was fantastic, and I appreciate you uh, giving us a few minutes of your time this afternoon. All right, man. Take care. All right, there he goes. Vic Tafer from The Athletic. Again, a really good piece out on The Athletic right now about Denzel Perriman and, uh, you know, just him being in the league seven years, not being a pro bowler, and then all the linebackers. I'm telling you, man, the list and the name of linebackers on this article. I mean, you're talking about, let me just go ahead and just give you a couple, like Winston Moss, Anthony Bell, Greg Beaker, Joe Kelly, James Folston, Rob Fredrickson, Rob Holmberg, uh, Mike Morton, Richard Harvey, Terry Wooden, Eric Barton, Travian Smith, Sam Sword, Katie Williams. I mean, that's just that's just a handful. That's just a handful of them. So many guys. John Alston, Robert Thomas, Ricky Brown, Sam Williams, Grant Irons. I guarantee you right now someone's like, oh, I remember him. Napoleon Harris, Bill Romanowski. He was a hell of a player. Delorence Grant. I mean, there's so many of them out there. But uh, many thanks to Vic Tafer. So if you get an opportunity, go check that article out. 314 is the time when we come back. It is week 16 in the NFL, and myself and Damon will go through our week 16 picks. We'll do it next here on Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Coming up at 330. Our good friend from the Las Vegas Review-Journal, Cassie Soto, will join the show. Apparently, DeMond's got some movie issues with She's her. got an answer for her slander of Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> That's all this is about. I'm not mad at you. I'm going I'm to I'm just uh, I'm gonna walk into the barbershop, say LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan, and I'm going to walk out. I'm going to just go ahead and let the flames burn. That's it. That's all I'm going to do. I'm going to step out of this conversation. I'm going to tee it up. I'm going to step out of the conversation and let you guys go. You know, because usually Cassie, you know, nice, fun, bubbly. Oh, we all love Cassie. But not today. Not today. Devon's not having it today. Okay. Well, I'm throwing it out there on the Raider Nation listener line. Also, the Sam and Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Of course, you can hit us up at 702-365-9200. Who needs to step up? Who needs to be that difference maker on Sunday versus Denver? And what are the keys to a victory? What do you need to see from the Raiders to come away with the victory and stay really in the mix and pick up their second win in a row. Let's go out to the phone lines real quick and talk to our guy, Passionate Raider. What's on your mind, my man? What's up, man? Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to man. Yes. Hey, thank you, too, for all you do, man. Demond, all the hard work, man. You guys, I mean, do you guys sleep? No. I mean, do you sleep? <laughs> no. Q, I like, I'll wake up in the middle of the night and go to the bathroom, and I just always, like, pay, boom, there's Q. There's, there's another one from Q. There's another one. Like, does this guy sleep? No. Love the grind, man. Love the hustle, man. Thank you. Thank I you. Think, Appreciate man, it. Man, but you you know, look at you can't like like we, we knew the COVID, we just had a feeling, but how does it just attack one like it attacks our whole defensive back? Right. Like our whole defensive it's it's like it went to one position, like how does that just happen? So after that come out, man, that kinda of put a damper in everything, man, you know. You got you got the family coming in this weekend, it's just like, oh man, it's gonna be a no namer, man. He's got to go but the ones that's going to have to step up in my place is going to have to be Max and Yannick, man. Okay. Them two are going to have to get back there and hit that quarterback as many times as possible. And that's the only way we're going to win this game. And Derek's going to have to come out. And, and, and Hunter and Jacobs has to have a big game on the offense. The Lions going to have to give Derek a little bit of time because 
the facts show what it are. This defense is pretty stout. So yeah, and it seems like their defense is at full go. Am I wrong? Yeah, no, they are. They're pretty much at full go. There's a couple guys. I got the yeah. injury report. I'll go over, but they're pretty good, man. They're pretty good. Thank you for the call and thank you for the compliments as well. And I'll say this: as far as the uh, the secondary, they're, they're, that's a position group. So one guy goes down, they can have close tracing. Uh, that that's 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 the reason why you know you see offensive lines sometimes, just like the Raiders uh, a season ago, the whole offensive line got wiped out. You know, you can see a whole position group get wiped out like that because of close tracing, contact tracing, and all that stuff. And uh, so, yeah, I can see that's why the secondary has been affected. Matter of fact, I want to go ahead and pass along this tweet. The Raiders, we place offensive lineman Jermaine Illuminor and safety Roderick Teamer on the reserve COVID-19 list. Also have signed defensive back Tony Brown to the practice squad. There's your defensive back right there. And released tight end Matt Bushman from the practice squad. So that's a tight end right there that a lot of people had some high hopes for. They released him from the practice squad because they need more bodies in the secondary. So defensive back Tony Brown has been added to the practice squad. So that's a little update right there. Um, As far as guys that need to step up, Max and Yannick Ngakwe, uh, those are two good candidates, man. Those are two really good ones because uh, they could help out that, that secondary that may be a little ailing. And look, you're going up against Drew Locke. He's not a guy that's going to be like Teddy Bridgewater where he's going to get the ball out of his hand real quick and try to just dump it off uh, you know, and, and stay, stay safe. Drew Locke's going to take some chances. So if Crosby and Ngakwe can rattle his cage a little bit, and I said this last year and it happened, people started tweeting at me during the game, this dude's going to give you, I promise you, every single game. I think Drew Locke in his career, one of the guys that we talked to, when we talked to Zach Stevens, didn't he say he's only had two, two games in his whole career where he hasn't thrown an interception? Yep. Two games. So the, there's a good chance, Raider Nation, he's going to throw a couple balls that are able to be picked. So when we're talking about Ngakwe and Crosby, as much as I think that they're going to be a factor as well, if they can get home a few times, you know who else is going to be a factor? Trayvon Merrick. Casey Hayward, Amik Robertson, Keyshawn Nixon, whoever's in the secondary. I mean, guys like that are going to have opportunities. Hell, linebackers are going to have opportunities if Ngakwe and Crosby can get home and rattle his cage. You rattle his cage, he's going to make mistakes. Let's go ahead and hustle through our Week 16 NFL picks because if we don't, we won't get them done. That's why you heard music come up right now. That's DeMond's (laughs) subtle way of saying, come on, man. Get it on. We got Cassie Soto coming up in a few minutes. Let's start things off with a game that I know DeMond's paying attention to. Thursday Night Football, Week 16, San Francisco. The 49ers are cooking right now at Tennessee. Where are you going? Tennessee. All right. By the way, I went 11-5 last week. I don't know what your record was. 10-6. 10 and 6. I don't, I don't think it was. Was it, was it really? Yes, it is, man. You can look at my paper. I don't want to look at yours. All right. 10-6. <laughs> I was 11-5. Saturday morning. Well, it's not really in the morning. It's 1.30 afternoon. The Packers hosting the Cleveland Browns. Where are you going? Green Bay. I got Green Bay as well. I don't know if I even said. I got San Francisco in that uh, 49er, that game tonight. 49ers in Tennessee. I got San Francisco. They are hot. They are playing hot. Uh, also, uh, after the All Madden, the All Madden uh, special on Saturday, Christmas Day, the Colts are in Arizona taking on the Cardinals. Who do you got? I'm going to take Arizona. They got to bounce back after last week. I'm taking the Colts. They're going to keep running, running, and continue to run. They, uh, they, I think that Arizona. I can't, I can't afford for them to get a win. Arizona. Yeah, I, I hear you on that. But Arizona. <laughs> It's very similar to the Raiders. If you go back and look through the history, especially at Cliff Kingsbury as a head coach, get off to a hot, hot start, and then down the stretch, they're not very good. Go back and look at their records over the years. Cliff Kingsbury is not a good second half of the season coach. The Detroit Lions are at the Falcons. This is on Sunday, 10 a.m. Where are you going, Detroit or Atlanta? Boy, that's a crapshoot. 
Detroit. They're hot. <laughs> I circled Detroit for the same reason, even though I didn't feel confident about it. Anyway, that is probably one of the worst games. There's actually two games on this schedule that are terrible. That's one of them. Detroit, I got Detroit in that one. How about this one? Baltimore at Cincinnati. I mean, your boy, your boy's looking good, but uh, I think I'm going to pick Cincinnati. Oh, Huntley? Yeah, I'm going to roll with Tyler Huntley in Baltimore. <laughs> I know it's a conspiracy. I know. Everyone is going to tell you it is. But I like Baltimore. All right, how about this one? How about the Chargers? No, excuse me. The Rams are at Minnesota. I always get those L.A. logos confused. Uh, this is an early kick as well, 10 a.m. Sunday morning. Rams at Minnesota. Where are you going? I'm going to take Minnesota. I'm going with the Rams. I, I don't think the Rams are that hot, but Minnesota, man, I don't. I don't Mike Zimmer is about to get fired. Hey, like I said, they're the best 7-7 seven seven team. It, just, <laughs> they keep getting wins. Best 7-7 seven seven team I've ever seen. Another 10 a.m. kickoff on Sunday. The Buffalo Bills are in New England taking on the Patriots. Where are you going? Buffalo going to put the hurting on them. I got New England in this one, man. We got a lot of different ones. And I said there was a terrible game. There's two terrible games. This one is the second one. Jacksonville, the Jaguars are at New York, the Jets. Awful against awful. 10 a.m. kickoff. I got the Jets. I'm going to take the Jags. This is the game where they couldn't. This is the get right game after losing Urban Meyer. Okay. Whatever. It doesn't matter. They're both picking in the top five of the draft. Does not matter. They're a team that doesn't give a squat about week 16, 17, or 18. They don't. They're just, they're already in the offseason. The players have already checked out. They're making their, uh, they're making arrangements for their hotels and their, their vacations and all that. They One, two, don't three, care. Cancun. Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, how about this one? 10 a.m. kickoff. New York, the Giants at the Philadelphia Eagles. Where are you going? Eagles. I got the Eagles as well. Jalen Hurts playing pretty well. At least played pretty well. Uh, the last game on Tuesday. Tampa Bay. Buccaneers are in Carolina taking on Matt Rule and those Panthers. What are your thoughts? Tampa. I'm going they banged with, up, but come on. I'm going with Tampa Bay as well. Matt Rule can't get out of his own way right now. It's my guy, but he can't get out of his own way. Uh, the Houston Texans, they're hosting the L.A. Chargers 10 a.m. Where are you going? Chargers. I got the Chargers as well. 105 kickoffs. The Chicago Bears are at Seattle taking on the Seahawks and Russell Wilson. Where are you going? Woo, that's a tough one. I'm going to take the Seahawks just because. Maybe one of Russell Wilson's final games exactly, at, at home. Yeah. He might not be a Seahawk next year. Let the rumor mill start. I got Seattle as well. Pittsburgh at the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City. If Pittsburgh finds a eke out another win, oh my God, I'm going to be so mad. They got some COVID issues going on in Kansas I know, City. But come on, Patrick Mahomes, get it done. I got Kansas City as well. The Washington football team is in Big D taking on Dallas. Uh, it's an NFC East matchup, 520. It's a Sunday night football game. What do you got? But let me ask you a question real quick. Do you know who Washington's starting quarterback is? Yes, Taylor Heineke's back. Oh, he's back? Yeah. Oh, I was going to be like, because I never even heard of that guy. He could have been a creative player for all I care. Right. Okay, but I'm still taking Dallas. I am too. <laughs> <laughs> all that analysis, all that breakdown, I'm going no, with Dallas. I saw him warming up. It's was like, oh, he's going to be starting. Yeah. I saw him like warming up. No, like, I saw I that too. That dude. The, what team was it that has a quarterback that uh, I can't remember who it was? I forget. There's a quarterback anyway. Oh, <laughs> the Saints. I'm glad I haven't got to them yet. The Saints. They're on, like, quarterback five or six this year. So I say that all. Monday night, Miami <laughs> at New Orleans. Miami's red hot. Who are you going with? I'm going to take Miami. I got the Dolphins as well. I'll be at the Oyo on Monday. You can come check it out and uh, hang out there and watch that game. And then the game that I skipped, 125, Allegiant Stadium. You can hear the game right here on Radio Nation Radio 920. The pregame pregame show starts at 10. The official pregame show starts at 11. The Raiders hosting the Denver Broncos. Who you got? The Raiders. What do you think the score is going to be? 27-10. 27-10? I said it. All right. All right. I'm going to go with the Raiders as well. I'm going to say 
21-18. Daniel Carlson comes through in the clutch again. There it is. 329 is the time. That's our NFL picks for Week 16. When we come back, we'll be talking to our good friend Cassie Soto from the Las Vegas Review-Journal. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. It's unnecessary roughness. The judge, Lester Hayes, joining us now. That's YQ. Of course, our team kept winning. Kept winning, Q, because of our training. You got to put in the work and the time and the perseverance and the patience to train your body and train your brain. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. 3.32 is the time. Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. I'm checking out the Raiders alternates for the Pro Bowl. Tackle Colton Miller, second alternate. Quarterback Derek Carr, second alternate. Wide receiver Hunter Renfro, fourth alternate. Defensive end Unique Ngakwe, first alternate. Kicker Daniel Carlson, who we had on the show yesterday, second alternate. Cheap plug. Tight end Darren Waller, first alternate. What that means, if a starter for the Pro Bowl is injured, makes a Super Bowl, or does not want to play in the game, alternates will be elevated to the Pro Bowl. So just a little side note there for you, Raider Nation. Now on the phone lines, pleased to have, as always, Cassie Soto from the Las Vegas Review-Journal. She is our good buddy. You can find her on Twitter at underscore Cassie Soto. And Cassie, I apologize in advance. I did not try to set you up for failure. I did not try to... Do anything wrong. Matter of fact, I'm about to back out of this conversation real quick. Uh, Damon has some questions he has for you that he wants to start off with. So I'm gonna pass Here we go. Exactly. Here we go. I'm going to pass it on <laughs> to right. Damon. Cassie and I, we're talking right now. <laughs> At underscore Cassie Soto on Twitter said, I watched the new Spider-Man last night, and on top of the movie being crap, the guy next to us took off his shoes and was vaping during the movie. My faith in humanity went down a little bit last night. Now, I cannot speak for the gentleman who took off his shoes. Maybe you should have just switched seats with whoever you were sitting with. I don't know. But the movie was crap? Crap, Cassie? 20 years of story in the one movie? I capitalized it. C-R-A-P. Crapola. Crapola. Why? Why are you doing this to me? Multiple people have said that you're wrong. You sound like she just broke up with you. Like That sounded like a boyfriend (laughs) that just got broken up with. Why are you doing this to me? Why are you doing this to us? We're better than this. Exactly. A lot of people have come out and said, you're just flat out wrong. Do you, why do you not believe people who are right and you're wrong? That might have been one of the hottest takes like I've had all year that really had people coming at me. Um, yeah, so I think, I'll be honest, I think maybe I was a little unfair because the guy with the shoes off and the vaping like totally ruined the mood. It was like within five minutes of us sitting down. So I was already, like, just put off. So maybe I have to rewatch it at home. But I'll tell you right there, like, nothing was funny to me. Nothing, like, it wasn't, I think, I like, the, the movie-going experience was ruined for me. So I'll give you that, that maybe I was a harsher critic because of that. But just, like, thinking of the movie aspect, like, first of all, when did we start clapping in movies? At movies? <laughs> like, why are we doing that? This is not some, like, this grand... Like, we, and, and on top of it, without giving spoilers, like, we knew these characters were coming back. Like, why are people losing their minds when they were on screen? Can you explain that one for me, Damon? I, I can't explain that one. That, it's a new phenomenon with the Marvel movies. I am also opposed to clapping in the theater. Like, people lost their minds 
for, and, and like they missed like some of the, the the dialogue because they're busy freaking out. I'm like, you got what do we do? And it was of course like four or five times throughout the movie. So I was like, okay, like this is enough. And then just the jokes. Like I I, I think I somebody asked me like explain yourself. So I said obviously they're in high school, so they have high school type jokes. But the whole movie was just like bad comedy. I feel like the the comedy that they use. They target the guy that never got out of high school. Like, the only people that laugh at a majority of the jokes are the guys that, like, show up back at high school wearing their, like, varsity jacket three years after graduating. Like, that's their target demographic. That's basically, she said, Al Bundy. You know, he's still living off those four touchdowns at Polk High. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. All right, Cassie, you know what we can... A little bit. Wow. We can move on because you're, you know what? You're it sounds wrong. like you're defeated, though. It sounds I like mean, you, you, hey, he, Cassie, do, he do came in. To, do I need you? I'll take up the whole came, segment. He if came I can. in with a big head and a, a pumped out chest. He was ready to go. He was coming at you from the beginning no, of the show. No, because she just doesn't get it. It doesn't even sound like you're a fan of the Spider Man movies. So it begs me to ask the question so, why'd you even go? So I'm a fan of, the, of Tobey Maguire's Spider Man. Andrew Garfield is a little punk blank. Like, he is crying over every scene, getting all emotional. I'm like, dude, you're Spider-Man. You're a superhero. Like, get over it. Like, stop crying. Why are we crying so much? And so, obviously, they capitalized that in this movie because he was like, hey, guys, I love you. So they made it even cheesier because they know they hit the cheese on the head the first time. (laughs) And then uh, Tom Holland, like, he's just, uh, he doesn't do it for me either. So Tobey Maguire, full about it, loved it. And the reason I went to Mon is because I got this ring on my finger, right? I'm here being a supportive fiance. Oops. But I done told the fiance that this is girlfriend duties. I don't need to do this no more. <laughs> so he can go to these and he'll enjoy it on his own now moving forward. Boom. There it is right there. And I, I was just about to say, I'm glad you went there. I was about to say, I bet you Cassie was a cold woman when she broke up with somebody. I, I bet you, I mean, without even knowing the history, and I know that you've been with your fiancé forever, but I bet you you were a cold piece of work back in the day. I bet you, man, if someone, you broke up with someone, and they were like, well, Cassie, uh, let's talk about this, and then got all emotional. You're like, man up! Man up! Stop being such a punk! Man up! It's, it's not me, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. Well, that, hey, there you go, Damon. Are you, are you satisfied now? Well, it just turns out Cassie just doesn't like fun, doesn't like men crying. I mean, that's a, I mean, yeah. Cassie is not. She's to be, evil. She is. <laughs> she is not to be messed with at all. Wait, hold on. Here's the DMs now coming in, clapping, nerds. <laughs> there you go. That's from Fabian. I saw that one too. Yep. There you go. I love it. I love it. So That's... The fiance. The fiance is like I give him credit. He's like a cool nerd because he does the full like anime. He does the video games. He loves the superheroes. Like he's got a Batman logo on the car. Like he loves it. And he's so I think he set the standard really high, right? For like people who like nerdy stuff because like. When the people started clapping and cheering again in the movie theater, he looked at me and just gave me the, like, my bad, like, I'm sorry eyes. Like, you know, like, we both knew. His people let you down. (laughs) He did. He's like, I'm sorry. He's apologizing for, like, his collective of of fellow You're a bully in the house. (laughs) I am a little bit. I am a little bit. Just a little bit. Are you like, why are you still watching cartoons? (laughs) Right, right. He's like, it's anime. (laughs) Wow, wow. We learned so much about Cassie here. She is an absolute bully. No wonder her, her fiancé has been around forever. 
Man, he can't go nowhere. This way, it took 10 years. Yeah, I bullied him. <laughs> I bullied him. Well, that's the thing. I watched all these movies with him, right? Like, I did. Like, I like, I'm, and, and I'm more of a DC fan than a Marvel. And that's probably his doing also, because he's also more of a DC. Wow. And so, like, the Marvel, the cheese in the Marvel movies, like, it's just, uh, I can't do it. I can't fake laugh at it anymore. That is hilarious. I love it. I love it. Well, Cassie Soto is our guest right now on Unnecessary Roughness. <laughs> There's been a lot of unnecessary roughness through this conversation. We've learned so much, but let's get down to business. Raider Nation Radio 920. Uh, Cassie, they're still in the mix. They're 7-7. They're, uh, seven and seven. They've got three at least uh, guaranteed to go. they pretty much got to win it all to, 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 to even have a chance at the playoffs, but right now, Jonathan Abrams out. Brandon Faison's on the COVID-19 list. We just found out about Roderick Teamers on the uh, COVID-19 list. Uh, who do you think, what do you think needs to happen on Sunday as far as guys stepping up? What kind of keys to the game? What are you looking for in this game on Sunday against the Broncos? Yeah, I mean, the offense really needs to get it together because how many times have you said in the past few years, hey, the defense really did, like, stepped up, mm -hmm. right? Like, it was the defense that won this game on Monday. Because, yeah, had they knocked on the ball back uh, for Derek Carr to take it down the field and let Daniel Carlson kick the ball, like, they were not going to win that game. So I think the, the offense absolutely has to step up. And, again, like, I mean, I think it's been the narrative, right, these past few weeks, like, is Darren Waller coming back? And I don't, right. and I don't know, and I didn't go to practice today, but I know there weren't any open, open viewings um, these past, uh, past few days. So I don't know his progress. I, I think Basachi has said, He's taken a couple steps forward, but then there's a step back. He stayed home, obviously, for the for the Browns game. Um, so hopefully he's recovered. But, again, you, you need him. You need his leadership and his role um, to come in here and help get this offense going because we saw some big drops, right, from, say, Jones, from Foster Moreau. Uh, so it's really got to be a collective unit. Derek Carr was doing his thing trying to get the ball down the field, but his receivers were dropping um, some balls in some key moments. So I think it has to be the offense this week stepping up to the plate and getting things going yeah no it, it's going to it's going to have to really do something in the the broncos secondary is really good uh, their run defense isn't that great and, and the problem there is well the run game for the raiders hasn't been that great but i liked what i saw from peyton barber and josh jacobs on monday against the browns do you think that they can have that one-two punch again like they did on monday yeah i think they have to and 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 it's so crazy too josh jacobs like I feel like every other week we see his name pop up on the injury report. So mm -hmm. we haven't we haven't talked to him very much this season. But I'm wondering, like, is he like? Are there some lingering issues there that he's dealing with because he hasn't gone off on these big games that that fans were so used to seeing his first two years? So yeah, I absolutely think he and Peyton Barber, that duo there, um, they have to get the ball get the ball down the field. Um, and, and again, I think it just goes back to even looking at the, the offensive line last week, Q. I think I saw, was it Alex Leatherwood, zero pressures last week? Yeah, he did good. Yeah, yeah he did well. First, yes, yep. first game. And, and that's a guy, right, that's, that uh, has had some issues these first, um, his first uh, few games. And, and so I think, yeah, the, between the O-line and, and Josh Jacobs and Peyton Barber being able to, to create some space there and get the ball down the field, I absolutely think that that's going to be the, a huge key on Sunday. Talking right now with Cassie Soto from the Las Vegas Review-Journal here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. Now I want to flip over to the defensive side of things. Uh, I mentioned earlier about the injuries, but Jonathan Abram to me is a big deal because, well, he had a really good game on Monday against the Browns, and the Broncos want to run the rock. So I feel like this is a game that would go right into what he does best. How do you think that they make up for the loss of Abram uh, playing close to the box? <laughs> It's so crazy, too. I don't know if you were able to listen to the sound from Gus Bradley, how he was saying that 
John Abram and I think it was Divine Diablo, they like talked about it afterwards that said that that game was their aha moment. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's a little unfortunate that they had to, that moment had to come in week 15. And like you said, John Abram having one of his best games of the season. And this is a guy that missed his rookie year, um, had some big misses last year. And then, yeah, was stepping up. So it's, it's definitely a huge loss. And especially at this time of the year when you need as many of those guys to step up and not to have that starter go down. Um, for the rest of the season is, yeah, it's a real, real big miss there. And especially with with some of the guys on the COVID list right. as well now we're seeing pop up. Right, exactly. And who knows who else is going to be there before Sunday's game actually kicks off. Denzel Perryman, uh, he's been out a couple weeks. It looks like he's trying to work his way back. He just made the Pro Bowl. He was excited about that. Uh, how, how, how much do the Raiders really desperately need him back as well? Yeah, leading tacklers still, right? By, by a lot. Mm-hmm, <laughs> right. Yeah, by a lot. Um, absolutely. And I, yeah, they made him available this week. So hopefully that means right. he's coming back. Um, yeah. And I, again, I feel like he's one of those guys that he was saying in his press conference, like he's a guy that's yelling at his TV, right? When he's sitting there at home watching the Browns game. So hopefully he's a guy that's yelling on the sidelines as well when something goes wrong. And that's again, and we've heard Derek Carr say before, like these guys or I'm sorry, Josh Jacobs said it, like you got to go to the sidelines and motivate some of these guys. And it would appear that Denzel Perryman is one of those guys to get everybody else going. So yeah, I, I, again, that leadership, him getting his first pro bowl, like maybe he, he knows that the spotlight would be on him a little bit more. So he would have a bigger game than usual. If he is healthy to go on Sunday. Yeah. I was, I was surprised that they made him available to the media. Usually if you're injured and not going to go, that wouldn't happen. So I I feel like that's a good sign. Uh, but who knows what's going to happen on Sunday. Uh, what about Devon Diablo? We've seen him get a lot more uh, play as of late, and he looks like he's really, really starting to come into his own. Yeah, for sure. And again, like I said, Gus Bradley said, like, he had his aha moments. He told Bradley that he said, like, okay, now it's making sense where I need to be in this formation and where I need to be here on this coverage and, and whatnot. And again, yeah, giving these, it's all about the opportunity, right? That mm-hmm. for, for these young guys, given the opportunity, how is he going to step up to the plate? And these last few games, is it through four starts now, would it be? About, just about, yeah. yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, four starts now. And he's had some big plays in, in the last few games. So, again, I think now that it's coming down to the wire and they know how much is on the line, that they'll be playing for a little bit more, playing a little bit harder because they know what's at the end of the tunnel here these last few weeks. Right, exactly. No doubt about it. Again, we're talking with Cassie Soto here on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. Just got a couple more questions for you. And the ones I have are the important questions, the most important ones, and they're not about Spider-Man. But I do know, <laughs> I do know this is round two. Moms is a Bronco fan. Pops is a diehard Raider fan. Are they ready? Are they ready for this game? And isn't Moms going to be in attendance in this game? Moms and dad and little sister will be in attendance. I hear their uh, tailgating party is going to be quite quite a, an event. They're going to make a whole, whole morning out of it, for okay. sure. But I did ask because I had to know the bet. So I texted them around like 3. I was like, hey, I'm going to go on, on Q's radio show. I need to know what the bet is. And my uncle, he said, loser takes shots on the amount of touchdowns they score on your team. Ooh, whoa, that could be dangerous. So, so okay, yeah. okay. So if the Raiders <laughs> score three or four touchdowns, then that means that moms has to take three or four shots. Correct. Ooh, that could Correct. end up. Tell her to eat before she go before she goes to the game. That's why she'll be at the tailgate. <laughs> and then my dad said it's a twenty dollar bet on the money line. So the loser. The loser place or no, I think everybody p- places a twenty dollar bet, and then whoever wins gets 
the the winnings. Nice, nice, nice. So well, yeah. well, I mean that's that's cool. But if your mom wins, your dad's gonna win, and if your dad wins, your mom's gonna win. I mean, you know, I mean, you know. Yeah, that's true. There's he, they did say there's no car washing involved this time. Well, it's too cold, cold for all out. that. <laughs> so they're not, you know, they're not that ruthless. They're, they're, Nice to each other. It's the holidays, you know. Right. We're, we're being a little lovey now. Nice. I'm not mad at that. Well, I, I look forward to seeing them out there at Allegiant Stadium, and uh, we definitely appreciate you as always. What do you got coming out? Vegas Sports Nation that Raider fans should be on the lookout for. Yeah, of course. We have our every Friday, our Vegas Nation game day show. Myself, Vinny Bonsignor, Raider Nation uh, fellow crew member there. Uh, he hops on with me. We've got Ed Graney. We've got a couple guys there. So, Every Friday at 7.30 p.m. that show airs, and you can catch it at VegasNation.com. There it is right there. Well, Cassie, thank you so much for your time. Uh, enjoy your holiday, you and the fiancé and the family. Uh, we'll see you at the in the press box on Sunday. Hey, and tell the wife happy birthday. I think I, think I heard it was her birthday. Yeah, it was her was birthday today? yesterday. We went out oh, yesterday. To, yeah, we went out to uh, the Golden Steer Steakhouse, and, uh, yeah, that'll be the only time we go all year long because uh, I'm going to have to work all year long to pay for that dinner. I haven't been there yet. That's one of the Vegas staples. I need to go there. That was my next stop of the, after the pepper mill. Oh, oh yeah, I, yeah. you know what? I'm glad you said that. I couldn't believe that you tweeted about the pepper mill, that you had never been there until the other day. Even I've been to the pepper mill a bunch of times. 16 years, and i never been. Isn't that a disgrace? That is. That is. I'm, you know, I, I'm I know. your biggest supporter, but I was, pretty, I was pretty disappointed when I heard that. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, the Golden Steer is next. Yeah, well, make sure the fiancé takes you out the Golden Steer and make sure he does it while he's still the fiancé because after y'all get married, he'll be like, I, he'll be like I, hey, this ain't fiancé stuff. I ain't got to do this no more. Oh, he's going to use it against me. Yeah, dang. buddy. Yeah, buddy. Man, all right, all right. All right, Cassie. Well, thank you so much. Uh, like I said, I'll see you on Sunday, and I'll definitely uh, pass that note on to the wife as well. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Bye, Damon. Sorry I broke up with you. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. There she goes, Cassie Soto. All kind of great stuff right there. <laughs> she did sound like she was breaking up with you, and you did sound like you were heartbroken. Sound like you were heartbroken. I'm hurt. 349 is the time. I don't want you to be hurt, man. We're going we're gonna to make you all right. You're going to be all right. 349 is the time. We're going to take a quick break, come back, close out the show, pass the sticks on to Vinny Bonsignor in the huddle. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Just got a couple minutes left in today's show. We're going to pass the sticks on to Vinny Bonsignor in the huddle. And I don't see Vinny around here. So, uh, yeah, we'll see where Vinny is at in a few minutes. We will find out his location. Maybe he's uh, hanging out with Spider-Man in a secret location right now. But Vinny Bonsignor is coming up next, 4 to 6 p.m. in the huddle, Radio Nation Radio 920. Wanted to get to a couple text messages before we uh, wrap up the show. Uh, got a text message talking about Cassie and, and Spider-Man. Tell her to read a comic book. Spidey has always been humorous and making jokes. It helps with his anxiety. I had no idea. That's so funny to me. I had no idea. I didn't think that Spider-Man was going to be funny. When she said that there was like humor and jokes in there, it blew my mind. Yeah. Like, come on, Q. I don't know this. I, I, I'm telling you that. Pick up a comic book, man. I, don't, gosh, I definitely gosh. don't read no comic books. Gosh, Q. I really don't. But I didn't know that it was. I didn't know he was funny at all. Yeah, he's a quirky teenager. Okay. And then, yeah, come on, man. I'm like, we got another text that said the shade of, of red on Demond's shirt is showing. How about that? Hey, man, I, I was I wasn't trying to get too heated. You know, got to respect the guest, but <laughs> she was wrong. That's all I got to say. Well, Kevin obviously agrees with you. 
Get her off the air right now. Hashtag Team D. We were clapping because it's historic and amazing. Best Spider-Man ever. You know what's funny? Let's go, Kevin. <laughs> we, me, me and the wife last weekend walked to uh, walked into Sunset Station. Right, it's near the house. We went in there. We went and had dinner, and the movie theater's right there. And there was literally people dressed up as Spider-Man, and it freaked the hell out of me. I was like. <laughs> I looked and I go, wife, what's going on over there? And she goes, I don't know. Why are they dressed up as Spider-Man? And then I, I realized they were standing in front of the movie theater. And I'm thinking, they go into the theater dressed up as Spider-Man? Like, it ain't that serious. Like, I don't walk in. I didn't go to see Straight out of Compton and walk in looking like Ice Cube. <laughs> That'd have been a sight. <laughs> Straight out of Compton. A crazy. Oh, man. You know what I mean? Like, you I should do that. You should have seen people for uh, Black Panther. Did they really? Oh, boy. I saw that. I don't remember anyone dressed up. Did they My really? My brother. Really? People were showing out for Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> you would have thought we Wakanda was in the motherland. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. Oh, man. In that case, if that's what we're doing now, I want I want there to be like another Beverly Hills cop or something so I can show up as Eddie Murphy and Axl Rose. And <laughs> you're not going to fall for a banana in the tailpipe. <laughs> I like that. Yo, but Kevin, thank you so much, Kevin. I appreciate all the support. That's funny. Got Historic. A, got a text from Rob in Oakland. Q, Alden likes... Oh, we're talking about linebackers here. Q, Alden likes spending high-round draft picks on linebackers. I suppose he valued other positions more. Rob Fredrickson was first-round linebacker in the first round in 94. Uh, it helps explain why it's taken so long to get a linebacker in the Pro Bowl. First-round underperformers like Napoleon Harris and Rob uh, Rolando McClain also help explain it. Remember Napoleon Harris? That was the guy that... Yeah, that was the uh, Randy Moss trade. That was the pick that they got for... Uh, uh, no, that was, the, that was who they gave up for Randy Moss. That's right. That's who they gave up for Randy Moss. And uh, that looked like a steal at the time. And then he only had what one good year with the Raiders. And then, well, we all know how it went after that. And then uh, he shined for the Patriots. Uh, he also said the Raiders could have used a thumping middle linebacker when Christian Okoye, Barry Word, Terrell Davis, Sean Alexander, LaDainian Thomas, and a bunch of other names like Fred Lane, rest in peace, were shedding us. Yeah, shredding us. Yeah, exactly. I've enjoyed watching Denzel hit and stop ball carriers so far this season. I agree. I've always said for years now, at least four or five years, I've said that the Raiders really need a sideline to sideline, you know, just heck of a linebacker, like a sideline to sideline dude, you know, and the thumpers aren't really the best type of linebacker anymore. Like the old school thumpers. The position's the, the, almost fading away. Yeah, it's 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 a diff, it's different, right. But they do need some big time linebackers. Can Divine Diablo develop into that? Can Javen White develop into a guy? I mean, that's it's still still to you know to be determined. But uh, good text, Rob. I do appreciate you coming up next. Vinny Bonsignor in the huddle from a secret location that none of us know about. We'll find out soon. Four to six p.m. He's going to hold it down for the final show. No pressure, Vinny. Final show of the week. We'll see y'all at the Rockstar on Saturday, and then at Legion Stadium on Sunday. Kickoffs at one twenty-five. This is Radio Nation Radio nine twenty.